And with that ridiculous comment, let's bring in Mike Kelly, hockey analyst specializing in analytics for SportLogic and the NHL Network. How's it going, Mike? It's going well, thank you. And uh, whether people like listening to what I have to say or not, I am untakeoutable from this segment. So we have to deal <laughs> with like it. I like it. I like it. Absolutely love Good it. Good use. You're, you're going you're gonna to bring the IQ of, uh, of the show up for the next 20 oh, minutes. I can guarantee you that. We're all in trouble. <laughs> we're all in trouble if that's the case. Oh, I hope not. Um, so, you know, Mike, you, you, you really dive into the numbers and you look past the 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 – you know, the, the easy stats, I guess, the, the more mainstream analytics, just what you do. And, you know, Mitch Marner, we talk about him being on a 17-game point streak. We've been talking about it all day. Can make it a franchise-tying 18-gamer um, in a couple of nights or, or tomorrow, I suppose, uh, when they play, uh, who they got? San, San Jose. Jose. Yeah, San Jose. And look, it's really impressive he's got 17-game point streak. But, like, what can you say about his overall game over the course of this stretch that maybe makes it even more impressive than we think? Yeah, it's not a case of a guy who's a great offensive player just racking up points, which which would be an amazing feat in itself, scoring in 17 straight games, right? Um, you know, there's two games this year where he doesn't have a point. And so he's got points in 90-plus percent of his games, and he's the only guy in the league to do that. Uh, that is all amazing. During this point streak, though, what, what's so remarkable to me, especially, you know, for a winger, is, is – just he's everywhere on the ice. I mean, it's it's he's killing penalties, and um, there's you know defensive things that we track at Sport Logic that give you a little bit of a, a window into how a player is affecting the game away from the puck. And he's top ten during his point streak in block passes, in block shots, in stick checks, using his stick to force a loss of possession. Wow, it, it's incredible. So for him to be used in as many situations as he is, uh, both offensively and defensively, penalty kill like I talk about. Um, and generate the kind of offense that he is. Like, there's just nights where he's taking over games and he's the best player on the ice. Um, it's as well as I've seen him play in a stretch in a long time, and he's had a lot of really good stretches. So a uh, huge reason for the Leafs' success in November. Yeah, and I, I think that's it. It's, a, it's, it's just the 200-foot play that, that has really made it seem um, above and beyond maybe the stretch even last year where he was – you know, scored the most points at five on five from what was it from Jan 15 onward. No one scored more, but it's the defensive side of things that I think he's elevated, and it's it's allowed him to be the offensive player that he is today, turning that defense into offense. Do you think that Mitch Marner should be getting some selkie love for the way that he's playing right now, though? He could he could find himself in that in that conversation. I think um, you know I wrote about that about three or four years ago that he's maybe a, or the rare winger that could one day find himself in that conversation. Ooh. And I think because his, his penalty kill time now, like he, he's, he's used there. Um, he's used in all kinds of situations. He's not sheltered by any means. He plays a ton. And uh, you know, I, whether it's justified or not, when people talk about the Selkie, they often look at the all around game and can you score too? Uh, he obviously can do that. Check and check. So <laughs> yeah, like as far as wingers go, a hundred percent, um, it's tougher for a winger um, than a centerman to kind of get into that conversation. But if there's if there's wingers out there that can do it, I don't think there's any question that he should be in that conversation. Do you think he'd be more likely in his career to win a Selkie or an MVP? Mm-hmm. Ooh, great question. Great question. Um, I'd say probably Selkie, um, although I don't know that that's really justified. So, you know, could I see Mitch Marner, you know, there's McDavid and Dreisaitl to consider, right? Like, those guys yeah. are going to leave the league in scoring Scoundrels. every year. But Yeah, like, heaven forbid, and we pray this doesn't happen, but maybe some, they miss some time with injuries, whatever. Marner just goes nuts. 
he could lead the, lead the league in scoring or certainly be right there. Um, I think you could make a sneaky case, though, for Selkie. I just don't know that uh, he'd get enough love or attention for that. I like it. I like it. We've got Mike Kelly on the phone of Sport Logic and the NHL Network. We were just going through, Mike, some of our uh, quarter season evaluations of this Leafs team. And I had a really nitpicky one because the Leafs are playing really well right now. Uh, the player that I want to see more from, I chose Austin Matthews. Who has room for improvement? Yeah. Was that, that, that <laughs> and, and it's just as a result of the lofty expectations that he set for himself with the 60-goal campaign last year. When you compare his game last year to his game this year, what do you notice is different, if anything? You know what? It's a weird thing. It's just handling the puck seems harder for him. You see a lot of pucks bounce on him, mishandled. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. And um, it's a small thing. I mean, like the guy's got 11 goals in 24 games. He's still yeah. a great player. You know, he's over a point a game, and he's a guy that's up there in a lot of these defensive metrics that I talk about as well. Yep. Um, who's really good in his all-around game and always has been. But, you know, when I look kind of as deep as I can into him offensively this season, there's not one thing that jumps out. It's just a lot of little things that I think pile up a little bit. Compared, again, to last year where he scored 60 goals, which, you know, there's not really any 60-goal scorers in the league. There's guys who can do it. But, you know, that's the difference I talk about between are you a 60-goal guy or a 50-goal guy or did you score 60 or 50? And that is a difference. I don't think anybody's a 60-goal guy year in and year out. So, um, you know, he's he's shooting the puck just about as much. Um, He's not getting as many chances. That's down by about 25%. Um, Everything, you know, a lot of these key things are just down a little bit from last year. But if that nets you... 45, 50, 53 goals, whatever it could be, it's still a great year. I mean, law of averages, right? I, I, I think you look at last season, every bounce maybe went his way, and this season so far, every bounce not really going his way, and there has been a couple of bobbles. And who knows? Maybe at this point, it seems like he's starting to heat up. He's got goals at five on five in two straight games. Perhaps he's starting to find himself, and, and he can go on to have a, a great, you know, my Final fantasy team is fighting for its life. I'd like to see a hot second half here. <laughs> would be nice. Would be nice. Uh, in conversation with Mike Kelly, hockey analyst specializing in analytics for SportLogic and the NHL Network. Uh, Mike, overall, though, when you're, when you're digging into the numbers for the Toronto Maple Leafs, 24 games into the season, is there anything that kind of jumps out to you that surprises you to this point, either positively or negatively? Um. What they've been able to do with the injuries they've had on the back end, I, I think, is so impressive. And uh, let's let's not kid ourselves here. Like, there's a lot of games lately, the Detroit game included, certainly the New Jersey game, um, where they're losing the territorial battle. They're spending more time in their end than the opponent's end. Um, they're getting outchanced. Matt Murray's been unbelievable. So I didn't see that coming. Uh, it was a possibility for sure. Um, but I wouldn't have said, yeah, I expect him to be as good as he's been. So that, that's been huge for Toronto, dealing with these injuries. Um, the other thing, too, is if you look at the, you know, and people have talked about it, um, how the team's defending more as a group, right? The five-man group defending, kind of making up for some of the injuries they have on the back end. Marner's obviously a big part of that. But just defensive plays made by forwards, if you count up some of the different stats I've talked about that we track, um, Toronto was bottom five in the NHL in October and are first in the league since. So that 
kind of matches the eye test where everything has been a lot more committed. It kind of had to be, right? And I think what you want to see is guys start coming back, but you don't lose that. You say, okay, this is what it takes. This is what we can do um, to be successful, as successful as possible. So you know, part of that's the fact they're not playing with the puck as much as they, as they have been uh, when they're fully healthy. But there's been a noticeable commitment from everybody defensively, which has been really good. And I don't know how to explain this, but you know, I tweeted this out earlier. Yeah. too. You, you look at October versus November with this team the last couple of years, it's crazy. Um, it, it's like it, the slow starts have been really slow. They're 8-8-3 eight, eight, in October, 22-3-3 and three in November. Crazy. It, it's bananas. And so that gets you 47 points, which is about eight clear of anyone else in November over the last couple of years. So that's off to them. I feel like, though, wasn't the narrative like Freddie November? Like this has been a narrative for a while that this team has, for whatever reason, gotten off to a slow start in October and then really picked it up in November. Yeah, it has. Um, and you good point there. Um, Should the deja vu scare us? Uh, <laughs> what do all the fans in Toronto think, right, with this team? It's like, yeah, whatever, get in the playoffs, and, you know, we'll, we'll, that's when we care again because we know where they're going to be in the playoffs, and we know that they haven't had any success there. So I don't know this, but, like, did some of, did some of that trickle into the players' mindset, even subconsciously, where it's like, all right, you know, we're, we're going to be good. We're going to win more than we lose, and, and maybe it takes a bit of a kick in the butt in October to say, okay, we, we really got to get going here because it's a hard league, league to win in. I don't know if there's some element of that. I don't really know how to explain it other than Toronto really didn't play well at the beginning of the season. It wasn't like they were really smoking their opponents. Uh, and Sheldon Keith talked about this a year ago. I thought they actually did play pretty well, even though they weren't winning in October. This October, they were not playing well. Um, and they've been great in November. Yeah, we were having a conversation before about how there was so much pressure on this team to start, and there's no really numbers to quantify this, so it's so difficult, but there was so much pressure on them to start the season. It felt like a last dance type of scenario, and it wasn't until guys started going down with injury, every defenseman, every goaltender, that there was every excuse for them to lose, and and they just came out and played excellent. Well, I think it's a good sign for any team when that kind of adversity brings out the best in you, right? You're going to do one of two things. You're going to wilt or you're going to power through it. And like I said, I mean, they've gone from the number one offensive zone possession team, which they kind of usually are in October, and they they dominate with the puck. Um, They were having a real tough time turning all that possession into meaningful offense, but they had it a lot, as they always do, to a team now that is spending not a lot of time in the Ozone, defending a lot, um, and losing that territorial battle. Because like I said, they're, they're dealing with some real big injuries. But they're not breaking. They're, they're getting that defensive buy-in, and Murray is doing enough to, to help them win games. So, um, I, you know, full hats off to the team for the way they've responded in all that adversity. Well, I'm glad you brought up Matt Murray. And, and you know, we, we spoke about goaltending, you know, a moment ago. But when I look and I dive into these numbers, like last night, I was doing a little bit of a deep dive. And, and last year, goaltending, especially towards the back half of the season, not great for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were sub-900 goaltending, and it, it just wasn't terrific. And last year, they were 27th as a team at 5-on-5 five five save percentage, 31st as a team in uh, high-danger save percentage. This year, 3rd and 4th in terms of high-danger and regular save percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. How much of a key is that for what the Maple Leafs have been able to do, considering the struggles offensively to start the year? Yeah, it's a great point and a huge note. Um, and again, like they're, when 
really healthy when they're just kind of doing thing. They're they're so good offensively. They need elite goaltending. I saw that last night. Um, I don't know if this narrative still exists. It's been a few years, but they're not a bad defensive team. Yeah, they're a quite good defensive team in terms of you know there's not a lot of dangerous chances against them in any kind of way, shape, or form. Um, but the goalies kind of brought that back in the middle a little bit because they haven't been very good uh, tending. So uh, they're they've the goaltending to be good, especially lately because they just have the body there to uh, in terms of the process like they usually do. Well, that's uh, that, that's been you know we could talk about team defense and Marner and, and all sorts of other things. If you want to boil it down to one thing for you know recently. Uh, what's helped the Maple Leafs have the success they've had. Certainly since Matt Murray's come back, it's been him. He's number one. Yeah, he's making the stops, making the saves, and uh, making the tough saves, too. Like I said, third in high-danger save percentage. They're 31st a year ago. Uh, Really appreciate the time, as always, Mike. Uh, Hopefully we can chat again down the road. Absolutely. Coming on when it's all roses and we're talking about oh, Dubis, nice. trending, Dubis trending for extensions? Yeah. Who would have thought it. this a month ago? I know. Great. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hopefully they yeah. can keep the good vibes rolling. Yeah. Right. Enjoy the rest of the day and uh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. There he goes. Mike Kelly, hockey analyst specializing in analytics for Sport Logic and the NHL Network.